he got his toe chewed off by Godzilla or something. 50 Randy Quaid. The boat kills a lot of people. 50 Randy Quaid. The entire movie hinges on that detail. <laughs> Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. I am the humble one, your boy, Chucky B. And with me, a returning original member of 50 Randy Quaid. What's up, Tater Ricardo? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you needed three more in there, man. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. So this is episode one hundred and thirty-four, the postman. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to fiftyrandyquades dot com and you can let us know what the fuck is up. And this is this is your pick, if I am correct. Yeah, I did choose this movie. Absolutely. It's one I really liked a long time ago and kind of haven't really seen since. It is long. Yeah, it's really long. It is very long. It clocks in at about 178 minutes. And with the tagline, it sets it sets the, the mood perfectly good here. <laughs> the year is 2013. One man walked in off the horizon and hope came with him. I think it's important to note that it takes place in 2013, but it was written in 1997. So (laughs) 2013 was the future. It is not the future now. And you're going to get a little glimpse of this uh, quote unquote future in the trailer for The Postman. In the future, after the Great War. Our civilization lies in ruin. Government does not exist. Technology has been erased. And everything man remembers is gone. Out of the chaos, a lawless army will arise to prey on the few survivors. But to a people who have lost their hope. You are a dangerous man. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> he will give them courage. I have a feeling about you. He will restore their memories of the past. It's the individual that counts. These people don't need dreams. They need help. Are you going to bring them that? <gasps> I want him found. I want him dealt with. He will unite them. You have a gift, Postman. With a message of freedom. I challenge the leadership of the clan. You want a war? I'll give you a war. Kevin Costner, Academy Award-winning director of Dances with Wolves, brings you an epic new vision of our future. We're going to be new and we are back about time in the apocalyptic future once again of 2013 yes 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 the world is an arid wasteland 
Yeah, it was a. I'll tell you one thing. It was a long movie. It is really long. It is really long. There's a lot that happens. There is a lot that happens. I just want to say that if you're new to the show, we talk about everything. Or at least we mean to. But I'm humble. We're humble. We're all very humble. And especially not JT, though. JT is extraordinarily greedy. He is the least humble person I have ever met. And he's not. That's being humble. He's not here this episode because of some technical difficulties. I think we should make up a better reason. Like, he's like, he got his toe chewed off by Godzilla or something. Yeah, I don't think that's as uh, believable. Oh, maybe you could just say like maybe he's like starting a revolution of yeah. postmen and oh, well, post children. Uh, yeah, he's just like he's like yeah. I need to I need to start a a postman army, mostly of children. I would like a postman army of mostly post Malones. <laughs> uh, that's great. But yeah, we're gonna give you guys a warning and then. Uh, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie after that warning. Spoilers abound. So the warning is going to be in three seconds. I'm going to count it down for you. Three, two, one. That's a good countdown. You're really good at that, man. I am really good at that. Normally, yeah. this is where JT like kicks in and he like does a little like mini breakdown of the entire movie with spoilers abound. But I'm going to try that for this episode. So, okay, Kevin Costner is Guy. He becomes a postman. He starts a war with this, like, psychotic general. And uh, then he challenges him at the end and beats him. The end. The end. That was a very brief breakdown that really didn't have anything of a spoiler other than the good guy won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The good guy was kind of an asshole sometimes, though. And, yeah, yeah. This movie is really weird in the aspect of... I could see why people did not like it and why it was a box office flop, as we will get to with the estimated budget of this movie being $80 million, And it only brought back, like, uh, it was under 20. What is the numbers there? $17.6 million total. Yeah, that lost a lot yeah, of over cheddar, baby. $60 million in losses. Yeah. Like, that's, that's bad. And... From what I understand, he's credited with the uh, failure of this and Waterworld. And Waterworld, uh, I thought, personally was outstanding. Uh, but he did not direct that one. so He uh, did not. He did it not. wasn't his fault Waterworld went under, Yeah, as they say. I, I also really liked Waterworld. As spoiler alert, I uh, fucking love this movie, too. It, don't get me wrong. This movie is fucking terrible yeah there's some real bad things going on in this movie but it's so enjoyable it's hilarious and maybe because it is so long i was able to buy into some of the characters more and more and more like i love the uh, the ford lincoln mercury character ford lincoln mercury yeah and how he becomes a legend after like the postman becomes a legend like yeah so the postman basically the this guy at some point finds a bag of mail and a postman uniform and tries to bullshit his way into like living large on a settlement he comes across. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up inspiring this kid 
who wants to be a postman too. And there's a really funny scene of Kevin Costner swearing him in and not like making, he's just making up shit on the spot. This whole scene is just, well, he's reading the postman's yeah. like, well, for the, whatever, for like the oath. Time, yeah. Man. But everything he's talking about, like his job is just complete and utter bullshit. And he's doing it terribly too. Like, Oh yeah. He is just fucking lying. Yeah. To this kid. I think at one point he says like the president's name is Richard Starkey. Which is the real name of Ringo Starr, the Beatle, and nobody catches on. And it, it's funny because they keep bringing back the President Starkey like later oh, yeah. on in the movie oh, yeah. too. Yeah, so Ford Lincoln Mercury gets inspired to become a postman, and he he's the one that actually like does anything in this whole movie. All Kevin Costner's character did was stumble around. Yeah. Like just aimlessly, he like sets the thing in motion and then finishes it, but that's about it. Yeah, that's all he does. Other than that, he's like stumbling around, randomly running into these things that he fucked up in this area. But with that being said, this is what I want to do. I want to let sh- I want to tell you why this movie is so fucking good. Tell us why this movie is okay, so fucking so, good, Chucky B. All right, this is an an action adventure drama movie, right? And the first discrepancy that I found with it is I get the majority of my information from imdb.com and they have this movie listed uh, as rated R for violence and some sexuality. And then I rented it from Amazon and they have it for PG 13 times are changing brother. And yeah, is it just, it was rated R to start or and then it was retroactively changed to PG-13. It had to have been. I don't think kids were allowed to see movies in before the year 2000. Yeah, maybe not. Uh I re- that's the only reason. Oh, there's a lot of killing in it though. Yeah, but a lot of it's indirect. Did wasn't Jurassic Park rated R when it came out? No, it was rated PG-13, I think. When it came out, I thought it was rated R cuz I remember there was like a big deal about me going to see it. No, nah, I think it was just because it was probably PG-13 and we weren't 13. Yeah. Um, so what that came out in like the early nineties? Yeah, and there was a lot of killing in that too. Yeah, there's the killing's not very gory, like over the top gory. There's some no. blood, some dead bodies. It's got to be just the sex scene. Oh yeah, the the very long, unnecessary. Yeah, very unnecessarily long sex scene. They could have shaved. They could have shaved that whole movie. That whole movie down to two hours or two and a half hours. If they would have just cut that sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> just made it shorter. It was like a half an hour of some old man rolling around with some young chick from the town. Definitely wasn't that long, but it felt that long. It definitely felt. And it was really awkward and kind of gross. All things I agree it with. It was kind of gross. This movie, The Postman, it hit theaters uh, December 25th, 1997, otherwise known as Christmas Day. <laughs> and is that when Christmas is? Yeah, that is exactly when it is. Oh, shit. And it, it it debuted at the box office at number nine. So it was in the top 10. And like it's got a promising debut amongst some juggernaut films. Some big films, huh? In the top five with uh, leading the way Titanic in its second week over $35 million. Do we know Titanic's rating? I want to say it's PG. And there is nudity. In there that is movie. nudity in that. Yeah. And a sex scene right after the nudity. Yeah. No killing, though. Uh, not true. Ah, uh, what's his the fi- boat kills a what's lot of people. What's his face from Days of Our Lives or whatever? Fucking shot somebody. And like, didn't he? There's a, like the ocean. I guess kills a lot of people, or the boat, or the iceberg. 
Yeah, those are pretty easy deaths to watch. Yeah, they're not. Maybe not so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, followed by our number two movie, Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, which I was, I thought it was a Bond movie, but then pre-recording, you said it was. That's the second Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, and it was okay. It wasn't Goldeneye though. Let's face it. And that was also in its second week, bringing in just over $20 million. And, and that was coming off GoldenEye's success. So it was like a highly anticipated film when it came out. So both of those in their second week, probably yeah. in the same spot on the top five in their first week. I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't, it, I didn't look that just, just Titanic. And everybody knows that's a juggernaut. And this Bond movie comes out. Same time. And then there's As Good As It Gets, which maybe it's Jack Nicholson. I think... I think that's a like a I think romantic comedy. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. I'm one. Not a hundred percent sure. We should do it. Uh, it it was number three, and it's the first movie that debuted that week, like the highest on that list. Uh, twelve point six million dollars. Then another movie in its second week, Mouse Hunt, which I don't remember who's in this, but I I can picture the character. It's got I think quite a few people in it. But I don't remember who they are. I remember I vaguely kind of can picture the trailer in my head. I I agree with you there. Uh, and then number five, Jackie Brown. Tarantino movie. And $9.2 million uh, debut. So this movie was directed by Kevin Costner and wasn't written by him, though. Uh, Eric Roth and Brian Hegelin, they get that honor. Go Eric and Brian. And alongside Kevin Costner, who does not have a name in this movie. Nope. Uh, he's the postman. He's the postman, and he's also referred to as Shakespeare because he's like a drifter actor in the beginning. Yeah. And he does some We never find out really what he did before the war either. No, yeah. We don't really find out much of anything about him. No. Except for that he's just like a fucking drifter. Yep. Then we've got uh, Lorenz Tate, who plays Ford Lincoln Mercury, uh, the number two, and uh, a living legend. The living legend. Will Patton is General Bethlehem. That guy I've seen in a lot, and he's he's outstanding. He's a great yeah, bad he, guy. He was a really good bad guy in this yeah. movie. Uh, Tom Petty plays the Bridge City Mayor. I mean, he pretty much, Tom Petty played Tom Petty. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Kevin Costner acknowledges that it's some celebrity from before the war. Yeah. He, so he's pretty much playing. And they never give him a name. Like, they just call him the mayor even on this. But, like... He's, he's Tom Petty. Uh, Olivia Williams plays Abby, who is a very strange character in this movie. As Kevin Costner put, put it repeatedly, you're so weird. Oh, yeah. He said that a lot. Yeah. Uh, James Russo plays Idaho. I don't, I, I don't know. Don't know who that is? I think because just because I recognize the actor and I don't know his name. I think that might be like the mayor of uh, Pine Grove. It could be. And Giovanni Rabisi. I can't say names. Giovanni Rabisi. Yes. Rabisi. Rabisi. He's Bandit Twenty. Yeah, he's not. He's got a real bit character in the first, you know, like, part of the movie. Like the first, like forty-five minutes. Like if it was any other movie, he would have been part of like half the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely in a like. I want, I want to say a decent part of the movie, but it is a decent part of the movie. 
Yeah, it is. It doesn't feel like it when you get done with it because there was so much that happens after that. So much that happens. Because like, this is literally just the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. So, okay, the IMDb breakdown of this is uh, a nameless drifter. He dons a postman's uniform and a bag of mail, and he begins the quest to inspire hope to survivors living in a post-apocalyptic America. That was somehow better than usual. I don't know how... <laughs> That was beautiful. I'll take it. I'll take it. I will take it. Chucky B can speak in accents. I give you two thumbs. I give you two thumbs down under. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So previous to recording, we had kind of talked a little bit about it. And you had said, like, this is basically three movies. Yeah. It really feels like three movies to me. And so, okay. Like, let's give, like, a, a basic overview of like these three sections of the movie the three acts is and it really that plays out like acts it, if you it guys, really does i mean like if in you most guys watch movies theater, yeah most movies actually do follow this format but this like feels like a play yeah it's really it's really hard line each each act has like its own setting almost and its own like feel and and it, they the seasons change with each act as well, which makes it like like obviously Costner wanted it to feel like three different stories. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So okay, so like we start off with him and his best friend Bill, who is a horse or mule. He's a mule. Funny thing about mules is mules cannot reproduce. Did you know that? I did actually. Yeah. So the only way we get more mules is by forcing interspecies erotica between two animals. Well. It happens. Maybe that was the some sexuality. No, no. The some sexuality was that ridiculously long sex. Yeah, they didn't really show much of Bill's origin story there. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it basically starts off with Costner and Bill, and they stumble across this town, and he's like, all right, we got to go into town and do our little act where they put on a play together. And mind you, he is a mule. Oh, and he is trained very well. Yes, yes. And they put on this act, and uh, then he's about to leave when, or he's like eating food and gonna skedaddle after that, because it's what he does. He drifts from town to town, just to get some food when he needs it, and pick up a little bit of supplies, right? So this like gang comes through, and they're all like, "All right, you, 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 you." They bring a bunch of people, they enslave them, they bring them back to their home base, and they're all like, "All right, now you're part of our gang." And one of those people was Mister Shakespeare himself. Correct. Uh, so it's Costner, Giovanni, and um, Budget Ice Tea. Dollar Store Ice Tea. Dollar Store Ice Tea. That there you go. So, and I, I think there was a couple other people in the mix, but they were just like extras, right? So they are basically trying like they're they're gonna be stuck joining this gang or dying basically and costner's like nah man we can escape so he's like trying to get them to escape geo fucking drops dime on him yeah he has to go and like do this little fucking mission for the gang he ends up fucking falling into a river and boom bam slice he gets away and he ends up like stumbling upon this fucking postman's uniform yeah and a downpour yeah and the whole time there's lions they're like in utah and there's just fucking lions everywhere for some reason like someone says there must have been a zoo or something but uh 
in the very beginning, the opening scene, you see a lion. Yeah, it was very weird. And it seems like that lion would be important for most of the movie. And it was through the first act. Like, like Kevin Costner, the task he had to do was go recover a body that the lion had killed. And then, like, at some point, what allows him to escape is this lion kills one of the general's henchmen. But then there's nothing to fucking do with lions for the rest of the fucking two hours. Nothing at all. No. No. Yeah, it's extraordinarily... I don't want to say extraordinarily weird because it doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't feel weird when you're watching it, but it's weird when you look back on it. Well, because it just moves to the next point of the movie like yeah there's a reason why this movie is just under three hours long it's because they didn't really cut anything it seems like no there was probably a lot of unnecessary stuff and so once they get to because like i wrote down a bunch of this shit that like i don't even need because it's like such a long movie where it's like oh like this never comes up again until the very end like if it does so I will put this in there. They when he's being forced to join this gang, like they have eight laws. They're called the eights or something like that. Yeah. And one of the laws is you can challenge the leader to a like to con- for control the gang, control yeah. the clan. Yeah, and tell me that as soon as he said that, you didn't automatically assume that's where it was going to end up. Well, instantly, I kind of did. That, you're like, oh, like, that's what happens. I kind of did, but I was just like, all right, how do they get to that? Because like this movie's called The Postman, and so far we've had zero no references to him being a postman. Not even a mailbox in the background. No, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, all right. So there's been like 30 minutes, 40 minutes gone yeah. by where we haven't even. But it's good, exciting story at 40 minutes. It's not boring. No, yeah. It's... Like, he's getting captured. He's running from these scary army guys. Like, fucking. Um, he gets away from them. Like, it's a very fast yeah, paced. The, the eight gang member gets eaten by a lion. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fast paced. And so that's about when the first act of this movie like ends. This is also we no or longer it leads see... up to the very ending of this act. Yeah. We no longer see Dollar Store Ice T anymore and Giovanni because Giovanni dies because he uh rats out um Costner. Yeah. And Costner has to fucking kill him. Yeah. And he's all like, dude, I don't want to do this. Like you, you kind of forced my hand here, man. You could have just escaped with me. Yeah, and Dollar Store Ice T fucking sacrificed himself when he was forced to knife fight Kevin Costner. Yep. So it was pretty, pretty cool. And then the the other guy, the other eight gang member that was there, like kind of forcing them to fight. Fucking, he gets eaten by a lion. Yep. That was kind of a cool part. And then it's like, so he's running away from this gang. They're kind of chasing him. He, it's like downpouring rain and he slides down this like mountain or something. Like he trips, falls, slides down this mountain and then like slams into this like old postal vehicle that's like in the forest. Yeah. It, it looked like it came off the, you could see the road above it. Like it went off a curve. Oh, like maybe he missed the, and crashed into the, the cliff. And, uh, also, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happens because when Kevin Costner answers said postal vehicle, he finds a flask immediately. Oh, yeah. So, like, it was a drunk driver who was drunk and delivering mail. Maybe he wasn't delivering at the time, but he definitely had. Why would he be in a mail truck with his uniform on if he wasn't delivering at the time? I guess that's true. He was definitely drunkenly delivering people's There's federal mail. mail. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's freezing cold and he climbs into this truck and he like basically just takes his clothes off the skeleton, puts it on. He's like he finds a lighter and a flask. So he like lights some of this mail on fire and he like starts like a little fire in this truck, like a contained fire. And he's like laying down reading the mail and he's all like, huh, I bet you I could con my way into into some towns like delivering mail. Like, let me get some. I mean, I guess it's not really conning. I, he, he 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 does eventually con once they start asking questions. But initially, he's just like, all right, let me see if I can deliver some of this mail and get some like free meals and shit. Yeah, he's definitely looking. He's definitely already been one of those guys that comes into town and offers his service for food. Like he's not, which always doesn't involve really any work. Yeah, he goes and does Shakespeare, and he doesn't even seem to like it that much, except he knows all of it. Yeah. And he really loves Bill, though, but Bill dies before this part. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of skipped over it because, like, there's a lot, and he's not really a consequential character in in the end of it. Like, But he feels like it in the beginning, and and then it's like... There's a lot of little details that help build the villain and help, like... Okay, so, like... I looked at this movie through the lens of it being like a superhero movie, and I mentioned it multiple times. Yeah, when we were watching it feels it. like that. You, if you really kind of like, yeah, because like there's the backstory of how the postman's created. Then yeah. he's created when he finds this truck, and he's all like, "I'm gonna put the suit on." Like, he gets, special. he gets bit by a radioactive mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like he, so okay, so he puts on the uniform, and then he's like reading these these letters, and he's like, "Shit." I'm going to do this. So he shows up at this, like, this first town. And what is it? It's, it's Pineview. Pineview, yep. So town number one is Pineview. And he shows up there. And the, the mayor, he doesn't believe it. But he's all like, dude, like, I got mail for this guy in Pineview. Like, do you know him? And he's like, nope, never heard of him. And then, like, he's giving him, like, to the count of three. And then he's going to shoot him with a shotgun. And then, like, the third one, he's all like, how about this person? And he's like, oh, shit. She is in our village. Yeah. Yeah. And so they call her. They open up the gate. She's all like, all right, I'm blind and old. Like, you're going to have to read this shit to me. Yeah, it was funny. She's like, can you read it to me? And Kevin Costner, very, like, like humble brag. Like, no, no, I can't do that for you. It's private. Like, he doesn't. I felt like he didn't realize she was blind. Well, if <laughs> he was just trying to humbly turn down that fucking thing. And it wasn't like a fucking. He, she's like, dude, I, I can't read it. Can you if just she, fucking read if it? If he doesn't realize that she's blind, then that fits in perfectly. Because, okay, Costner has a like a full beard at this point, right? Yeah. Or what Costner considers a full beard. And he is met General Bethlehem with this full beard. and that's a really important detail and it is a very important detail (laughs) really the rest of the entire movie hinges on that detail oh yeah much of this movie because yeah i i knew this movie was three hours long but okay we'll we'll get to it when we get to that part because there is something i need to get off my chest oh yeah so either way okay so this lady's all like i haven't seen my sister this was written 15 years ago so this is only 15 years 2013 so what 98 98 so a year after this movie came out the world's supposed to to go into like the shitter from some sort of massive uh world war 
World War III? It uh, kind of did, didn't it? Maybe yeah, not but, 98, but like 2001. Yeah, but 13 years later in 2014, we weren't, um, you know, like fighting lions in the street. Oh, I was fighting lions. <laughs> Lion-ass motherfuckers. That's what I was fighting. Oh, so he's like, he delivers this letter and the woman's all like, awesome. I hope she's still alive. Like, all right, cool. Like, there's not much to it, right? And then people start asking questions. And that's where it's pretty goddamn obvious that he just starts lying. But he's dressed to the nines in a real post office suit. So, like, people are like, kind of buy it. Why else would you do this? (laughs) Right? Like, he's not just some crazy dude. Yeah. But I guess when he has mail for someone that's living there, like, it, it'd be easy to buy into. And I think that people in that situation are really looking for something. Something so, to cling to. Yeah. Is because, like, this life sucks. Yeah. I think most of them kind of knew that it's most likely just a dude bullshitting. But if this crazy motherfucker is going to somehow connect me to the people that I used to love or know, then why not? Like, what's, like why not have that what's, little glimmer of hope? What's the biggest harm he can do? Funny thing is. Oh, yeah. So he, he's in this town and he's like, you know, like he's like, oh, well, shit. Let me see if I can get some food. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Get some food. Right. For sure. And then they're, he's all like, oh, cool, like, awesome. And so, like, this woman, she comes in while he's eating. Oh, yeah. And, like, you can tell she is just, like, eyeing him. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. And you, she wants that postman. <laughs> yeah, she definitely wants the postman. And she, like, starts dancing with him. She's like, oh, like, ask him all these questions. And he's like, wow, like, you just come straight out with it and she's like oh yeah like i i want you to like put a baby in me because my husband can't have kids because he got the bad mom <laughs> i think one of the lines was so you got good see so you got good semen and kevin acoster just looks up and he's like he doesn't is, know what the fuck's he says, happening he says is that a real question <laughs> <laughs> And I totally could relate to that. Just, that's not a real question. He he like do you, this do you whole scene. He's like looking around. Like he's like, am I being punked? See, here's the thing. If a woman asked me if I ever had it, like if she came up to me and she's like, do you have good season? I would be like, I don't know. I never tasted it. <laughs> no man, it's like that Ghostbusters thing. Like you know, if I, if someone asked you a god, you say yes. If someone <laughs> asked you if you have good semen, you say yes. You say yes. Yeah, sure. Which is not what Kevin Costner did at all. No, he's he like just ignores it. Pretty much trying to humbly turn her. Down. He's like, nah, man, I'm just a postman. I'm just a postman. I'm just here to deliver some mail. I'm not trying to get into some weird ass. And then, like shit. the like the husband comes up and he's like, so you trying to fuck my wife because that's what I really want. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, for real. Like, are you guys punking me? Where's Ashton Kutcher, man? Like, come on, man. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Am I, am I on a Jamie Kennedy experiment? So, like, he basically, like, walks off. Like, he's able to, like, he's like, man, he's like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. And, like, the sheriff's all like, hey, postman, I need to talk to you. Because, like, or, like, no, like, so the postman is. pretty much exactly how it went. No, because, like, th- we missed an important part. Uh, one of the few important parts. Like, there, there are a bunch of little important oh. parts. So he's, like, basically trying to skedaddle out of this town, like, without anybody knowing. And 
this dude's all like, like catches him but doesn't like catch him like i don't know if he, like he thinks the like the postman's like trying to steal a horse or if he's just like looking around and he's all like hey like you know something around the corner that will really catch your eye and Costner's like oh shit all right so he goes around the corner and he's like fuck me there's the post office there's the right. post office i do want to say that we did uh this is also very important before all this kevin costner got a bath and a haircut and a shave oh yeah very important like the town very much pampered him and they gave him a kid to show him around town and make sure he got to like where he needed to go to get food and that kid's name was ford lincoln mercury correct the legendary postmaster ford lincoln mercury but he's not a postmaster yet not yet not yet because at this point there's only one yeah there can only be one you got to cut off another postman's head and get his powers or you actually just get appointed by another postman oh yeah that sounds way easier yeah yeah like he even says he's like he's like so it's like vampires yeah only a postman can can uh, appoint another postman so it's like vampires right but as we see later in the movie, you can, like, group up, like, 8, 10, 12 people oh, yeah. in, like, a little group and have one postman be like, all right, you you're could, all postal carriers You could just spread your postman seed all over everybody. All you got to do is have them say the creed, put their arm up, yeah, and that's it. bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a postman. Dude, it doesn't even have to be the real creed. Like, Ford Lincoln Mercury changes it later. Yeah, he could have just been like, nah, man, I yeah. added this. And I but we don't know out. this now. We don't know that Ford Lincoln Mercury. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's inside this post office and or he walks in the post office and this is where Ford Lincoln Mercury's like, I knew you'd come here. Yep. And he's all like talking to him about him. He's like, Yeah, check this shit out, blah blah blah. And he's like, dude, I wanna do what you do. How do I do it? And Costner's just like, Well man, you know, you just gotta be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> and and the kid won't let it go. No, he won't let it go. So he's well, like, well, how do I be at the right place in the right time? And he's like, well, like, you know, he's like, only a postman can appoint another postman. So he's like, well, shit, appoint me. And he's like, all right, fine. And so he like reads the creed off the wall. Yeah. And as he's as he's saying it and having the kid, he's like looking at it. Yeah. He keeps glancing up at it, like obviously glancing up at it. And it's pretty funny. Finally, the kid gets it. And then he like goes away i think to like go sew his uniform and that's when the mayor's all like hey listen here get the fuck out get the fuck out gtfo postman gtfo but i want you fucking gone in the morning and i don't want you ever coming back and then when he's escort like escort escort yeah escorting them out or him out in the morning uh he's all like postman is anything you're saying real yeah he's all like yeah it's definitely real. He's like, fuck. And he like rides out to him. And he's like, give this to my sister. Is she still alive? Yeah. I think she's dead. And he's like, I want to believe, but I just did so hard. <laughs> and what's funny is the night before the sheriff's like, I don't want to ever see you around here again. I'll kill you. And then that morning, like after that exchange, the postman looks at him. He's like, like, because the sheriff's like, are you real? And the postman looks back at him. He's like, you'll find out when I come back. I'm like, he just oh. said, if you come back, he's going to kill you. Like, what kind of crazy ass postman are you? So 
I want to say that we never got a resolve to the old woman, the old blind woman storyline where she's like, here, I got this letter for you to give to my sister. I don't know where she lives. Last I saw her was five years ago and she moved up north. Did she ever get that letter? But later on, we see like a little interaction of her daughter like reading her another letter so i'm assuming she did oh yeah so like postman found her and it just was a like a storyline they did not address later when realistically i kind of felt like this is kind of what guilted him into being like well fuck now i actually gotta keep this up yeah but he just keeps spreading the lie and then like lincoln is also like now spreading it ford yeah ford Ford, lincoln mercury lincoln mercury did you say ford lincoln uh, yeah, okay, so what was this? Uh, oh, so before all that even happens, I forgot to even say that the really long sex scene happens like in the middle of all that. Like, yeah. after he talks to the mayor, that's when he goes back into the post office and he's like reading some of the mail, like sorting it out, like going, okay, this is where I can go next. And that's when Abby walks in. And she's like, all right, so we need to fuck now. And she just gets naked and like climbs the bed and he's like, bah, all right. I yeah. guess, like, you've twisted my arm. And, like, this exchange, this this hookup that Abby and the Postman are having is purely for conception. Oh, yeah. She makes it pretty, like, pretty clear, obvious and clear that it, this is, like, she's like, no, this is the perfect reason why we picked you. Because you're only going to come into town every so often with the mail. Yeah. She doesn't care about him. And that was kind of the point, is what she was saying. She doesn't even care who he is anything but then why does she cuddle with him but then all of a sudden dude that k dick is just so good (laughs) that she fell in love and then fell out of love like the next time you see her with her clothes on oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so like dude that sex scene was dumb it was offensive kind of like are you kidding me i just don't think it needed to be so long like we didn't see all of it right like it's important to the story that you know i think it made like okay, she wants to get pregnant. We didn't need to even necessarily see the nudity. I'll take it. By the way, but I almost would have been uh, like she gets into bed. I would have been cool with her just getting into bed and being like, "All right, so did you make up your mind?" And Costner being like, "Yeah, I'm in." And then just cut like, to the next scene. Cut to the next scene. Fuck yes. Like we don't need to see no. the next like three minutes. Yeah, I gave you. I put a really like cool like fucking sex scene in your movie that like i don't know maybe it's cool romantically maybe it's just steamy i don't know whatever because that's the kind of mo- first of all this isn't that kind of movie they're in the freaking apocalypse sex is not a pretty thing in the apocalypse <laughs> like it's dusty and dirty i know i, mean, I know from experience freshly clean like he yeah took a he, he was day. clean yeah i guess you're right he's in the town at that point and that town was pretty like sheltered from everything it seemed like yeah but uh they still dealt with the eight gang but that was about it yeah but i mean like this movie didn't need an extended sex scene it didn't add anything to the movie if anything it kind of took away from the movie so yeah he's leaving town residents are just singing as he's leaving on a horse that they gifted him yeah and then yeah he rides off um i have then there's like after he, he rides off. After he rides off, the eight gang shows, like, strolls in, and they're like, who fucking did this? And then referring to the post office. Yeah, someone hung an American flag on the flagpole outside the post office. I'm guessing it was Ford Lincoln Mercury. Uh, yeah, they never, it was totally Ford Lincoln Mercury, but they never actually say who it was. 
No, yeah. Because I think don't. at this point, Kevin Costner isn't like I still. He's not embracing this as like a movement. He's once he inducted Ford Lincoln Mercury. Ford Lincoln Mercury's like, I am going hard yeah. with this. I think I don't think Kevin Costner even planned on delivering any more mail. Like I think he did because he felt guilty. I think he would have kept it alive. I think he wasn't going to make it a mission to deliver the mail, but I think he definitely planned on keeping it in case he ran across that town. He could be like, what's up? Or if he got bored, like, think about it. Like, what else he got to do? Bill's gone. That's true. You know, Bill's gone. He's got this horse. Like, he, he, apparently, uh, even though it was, you know, totally agreed upon that he was just doing this for to get Abby pregnant. Apparently, he thinks that his soulmate still lives in Pineview and it needs to deliver the mail to come back there. That's what he's doing. He's just doing it for some ass. Yeah. I mean, it like really. I mean, it makes it's sense. Disgusting. For, like, dude, if you're the postman, though, like you can just swing through all these towns and be like, hey, who needs a clean dick to fuck? Dude, that, like, you know he was planning on that. Well, he fell in love with Abby. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. Does he fall? He falls in love with her later. But here, I don't necessarily. I, he was Dude, really weirded out by the whole thing. He fell in love with her as soon as they fucked. He kept that fucking ribbon from her hair. Like, oh, yeah, he definitely did keep the like, ribbon. Like, he was sniffing it the whole fucking time. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That This whole this whole not really a romance but kevin costner thinks it's a romance romance is super creepy well she just kind of like is on her way afterwards and she sees her husband and she's like what are you looking at like and her husband's like the future you're pregnant yeah Yeah. postman filled you up with cum yeah how'd they even know she was pregnant at that point i think they're just assuming that if you get cummed in you're gonna have a kid so unless you got the bad bumps actually when this part happened i didn't realize that this movie does this but i found out later on that it does large chunks of time pass by in the timeline of this movie but there's no indication that it has. Yeah, there's... And it feels like it happens over a couple of days, but it happens over, like, a year. There might be subtleties. Well, yeah, like, the child and the pregnancy and stuff like that are are helpful with the timeline. But there... Well, my point is this. very subtle jumps in time. Because, yeah, it could... It it might not have been right after he left. It could have been a couple days. Like, that's... Yeah, I think it... (sighs) I don't know. So the eights come into town. In they do. View, oh, they do. And they're talking to Abby's husband and they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, look at that sweet piece of ass. And he's like, well, that's my husband, sir. That's my wife. Or that's my wife, sir. And and uh, he's like, oh, well, I want your blessing for me to fuck her. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't do that, man. And so the general fucking kills him. Abby freaks out. They freak out and just start like, they're like, all right, fine. Fuck it. We're taking her as a slave and we're moving on. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. They're really building this villain to be a fucking villain. Yeah. He's well, he's already done some nasty things when they're going through the training. Like the general does some very nasty things to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were the last one in line for food, like, you didn't eat. And he killed somebody for not sitting down. Like... Not following the rules. Penalty is yeah. death. Yep. 
So this is when uh, they jump to the postman strolling into town number two. And he's just like spreading more lies. No, he's just doing the same thing. Same same fucking thing. We Not just- realizing that he just totally ruined that town. He just left with it because of his postman lies. Yeah. Like if he didn't come to that Pine View with his postman lies in the first place like everybody would be fine well and like this town now when the the eight gang shows up they're like starting to stick up for them they're like they're like fuck you drop dead go to hell yeah and like the mayor there's like oh shit no 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 no. we don't mean that we don't mean that we don't mean that uh we're gonna send out this uh government representative and so clean shaven shorter hair Short. Does he have shorter hair though? I guess it's a little bit shorter, yeah, right? I think so. But okay, so like clean shaven, a little bit shorter hair, right? Still talks just like Kevin. Listen, Costner. I still knew it was Kevin Costner. Still looks just like Kevin Costner. Yeah, I knew it was still Kevin Costner, so I don't know why no one else did. The general goes do i know you from somewhere and kevin costner's like nah nah it's good it's good <laughs> it's all and, good it's all good bro like oh I'll- okay i totally believe you and just like apparently doesn't recognize kevin costner when he had been real up close and personal on multiple occasions earlier in the movie oh yeah like the general actually brought kevin costner's character to his like private quarters frequently to chat with him. Yeah, he's all like, "Oh, well, I see a view as you're potentially s- a leader. You're like, a smart my, guy. He just wanted gang. to talk to the smart guy. Like, yeah, he felt like he could relate to him or something. I don't know. He told him he could be a captain in his army. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. When he doesn't recognize him. Yeah, that's when I thought I was like, I was like, did a lot more of this movie go by? in time than I thought and this movie's just flying by and we take a little break right after this scene for the most part when we were watching it and it was like oh no we are only halfway through this oh yeah like I thought the movie was gonna end then because I was like he's just gonna go out like this is obviously like they've been searching for him like he's fucked yeah this is the end and it's not the end because they're all like, oh, they want to give us double supplies and apologize. We don't take it. Fire on them. They have like howitzers and shit. Yeah. So they start blowing up this fucking town. That's when Abby's able to get a gun. She starts killing people and she saves fucking the postman. But the postman gets fucking shot. Yeah. By the way, all of a sudden guns are in this. Like, there wasn't guns in the entire movie. And now, a- after this point, everyone has guns. Oh, yeah. Multiple guns. Guns just kind of show up after this. Yeah. And there's a little cool scene where uh, the general's all like, don't try to lie to me and tell me that fucking Washington is back up and running. Like, he's like, I saw that fucking town burn to the ground. And Costner's like, oh, no, man, like, it's relocated in Minneapolis, Minnesota, you know, in the Vikings, like, where the Minnesota Vikings used to play. And he's all like, all right, stop being fucking cute, you little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. 
like he doesn't want to buy into it, but he's totally like buying into it that this is real and that Costner's not just making shit up on the fly. Yeah, which dude, Costner had left Pineview at this point. Like, why is he still fucking making up lies? Why didn't you just be like, bro, you should hear this awesome story, dude? I didn't have to do what you do. I just rolled into town, delivered some mail, and fucking got laid. I got a bath. I got all the food I could eat. They threw a fucking party for me, dude. You're doing this all wrong. They were giving me shit. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, we want you to have this horse. Yeah. But no, he he decides to still keep lying and piss this guy off who kills people so that's when we're getting ready to shift into like act two ish i I feel like this is almost like or act three like shifting into act three yeah because it's like it's the very end of act like i guess it's i don't know it's almost like there's four parts yeah it is there's like there's this whole middle part. This where, scene, this where scene is Abby pretty small though. Nurses him back to health, but like she's not really trusting oh, him. Yeah. And then over that, like, oh, but he hasn't met Abby yet. No, yeah, because she or she he hasn't saves him. He he hasn't. Uh, no, he gets captured by the eight, and that's where he finds and saves Abby. Right. No, they're like. He's he's out there talking. Oh yeah, yeah, right here at this. Yeah, right where we're at. Never mind. Yeah, talking yeah. to that general, and then okay. she like break because like, she's been captured. Yeah, but he doesn't know she's there. No, and he has no idea anything happened. She's like broken out and like saves him when he's about to die because they're like the general's like kill him. Yeah, and then she runs out of bullets and he saves her. Yeah, and then she finds out that he's uh, an eight. Once they get to this like fucking cabin in the woods, she really enjoyed that. She loved finding out that. Oh yeah, she was pissed. She lost all fucking trust in him, and now he's got to like gain her trust back over the next twenty minutes. This weird creep, by the way, who fell in love with her after she only wanting a favor, and then is responsible for her husband getting killed. Uh, not necessarily. I could see how she could think that. I can see how she could think that. I could see how he could think that. But, I mean, like... Well, it's like... Uh, realistically, if this general piece of shit wasn't a piece of shit... Yeah. Then he'd well, Ford Lincoln Mercury says that later in the movie, right? He says, it's not us that killed them. It's the general. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's the villain in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's, you got to stop thinking that what you did caused him to do this shit. He shouldn't have been doing that shit in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So he gains her trust back, but it takes pretty much the entirety of winter. Yeah. And still, like, kind of gains her trust, but, like, she's still not into him. No, yeah. Which she... is great. She shouldn't be. But he still thinks that they're, like, fucking lovers. Oh, yeah. He thinks that there's a chance. He, like, she, like, She's mad at him, and he's making these cute little, like, stupid jokes that, like, I say to people, like, when I'm in a relationship. And, like, it's really annoying because she's just not picking it. She's just not, like, like, he's kind of flirting with her. And, like. And she's just deadpanning him. She's just, like, get off your fucking ass. It's a, it's a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he got shot at some point. And so she is, like, senses he's ready to move on. The path is clear for them to leave. So she's just like, all right, we need to fucking leave. He's not just going to leave unless there's reason to. So I'm burning this fucking cabin down. She just she packs up everything, puts it outside the cabin and lights it on fire and then just acts like nothing happened until 
the postman reacts to it. So, yeah, they're like, all right, fuck. Well, I guess we got to leave. So they're walking down the road and they see this person like a lone person on horseback. And he's like, man, I fucking hate strangers. You either got to kill them or be nice and hope they don't try to kill you. And so he doesn't. And it's like this little girl postman. And he's yeah. all like, what? And like a homemade fuck? postman outfit. And so this is where it starts like the last part of this movie. Yeah. Which is what? Still probably another 45 minutes. Yeah. This is hour? the last third of the movie without a doubt. And I would say this is where the third act starts. Yeah. And he. I guess follows their like she takes him to the like post office headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. And Ford has like made an army of post office employees by lying. Oh, yeah. By lying. Like he's been faking getting letters from the postman directly from President Starkey's fucking office in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. And the postman ends up showing up just in time for Ford Lincoln Mercury to read one of these letters that apparently all these but there's like 50 little kids dressed in homemade postman outfits. Oh, yeah. It's they kind love of. It. Dude, they're like, yeah. They're the biggest fucking postman fanboys dude, ever. It is pretty legit awesome. Like, when we were watching it, I was like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> it is really like, cool. It's hard not to get behind. And the whole time, too, the, Kevin Costner's direction really, like, like I said before earlier, like, the postman didn't do shit like at all but like the movie knows that you know the movie totally plays yeah. that kevin costner is really just kind of stumbling through these circumstances and like him just stumbling through these circumstances sets forth all these crazy events to all the people that live in the area for whatever reason he's just this dude like he got drunk and delivered a letter <laughs> like now everybody's going to war and there's like at this point how many people are dead uh, the whole town. They killed the whole town. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, like 50 people. Like, Kevin Costner, because of his drunken mishap with the mail, killed probably like 60 people at this point in the movie. So, this, yeah, it, it basically gets down to where, like, if the general didn't, if the general didn't believe this shit was, like, real before, he definitely thinks it is now because he's, like, capturing like other posts like yeah they start postmen. finding some of these little post guys post kids the post children and so yeah he's like murdering these post children and he's like i need a man why are you bringing me kids yeah because he's looking for he's looking for who he doesn't know is shakespeare yeah yeah it's ridiculous so that's when what the the postman they set a trap for the eight at some point. Oh, yeah. Like a small group of them. Yeah. Murder them and then send their bodies to the general, which it start like ignites this war. And there's like what, a back and forth. What what was with the what was with the bodies though? Oh. This he, was really good. He said he's got this little note that says postage due. <laughs> what the fuck with the dad jokes? Oh, like, dude, there's a lot of them, too. A lot of them were really bad. It, it is. Again, I just want to tell you that this movie is god awful in the absolute best way. Absolutely. Possible. Absolutely. You will not 
be bored watching this movie by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. So that's when, like, some people die on the postman side, and he's like, all right. And, and that town gets, like, destroyed, like, murdered, like... And he's like, all right, I'm shutting it down. I'm reading this fake note from the president and I'm shutting this all this whole thing down. Yep. And he like escapes with Abby. He's like, we're leaving. We're going here. Whether you like it or not, that's my child in your belly. Yeah. Somehow he has a right to Abby's whole well-being. Like he has the absolute right to Abby. Abby has no say. Like he's like, that's my baby. You do what I say now. Yeah. Look at me. I'm the president. And he's like, I'm going to deliver this letter. And Lincoln or Ford Lincoln Mercury is all like, no, if this is the last piece of mail in the history of mail to be delivered, I'm going to do it. Yeah, because he was the one that actually set up the post office. And so he delivers the letter of surrender to the general. And there's a traitor in the postman's camp. He comes forward and... Ford freaks out, calls him a traitor or whatever, and he tells... So, like, General's all like, all right, we're going to execute him and this other guy that we found yesterday. Yeah, and that's really important, though. I think that's one of the most exciting things because Ford Lincoln Mercury doesn't know this other postman. Yeah, he doesn't know him. And Homeboy is, like... Or, like, the bad guy, like... Not bad guy, like, the the the, tra- the supposed traitor. He was the mole that was sent in. He's all like, hey, I think we should actually keep this guy alive because he's the number two. Oh, the other guy. So they're in Oregon. The other guy is from the post office of California. And so there's so like this has already traveled across state lines. Yeah. So like like without without Ford Lincoln Mercury knowing about that, there was a whole nother branch. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, they're standing there about to be executed, and... So these post-children are just making little post-children everywhere. Oh, yeah. They're just multiplying, like, They're like, hey, you're about my age. Say these words. (laughs) Do you want to be a postman? What's a postman? Well, we're superheroes. It's like like being in the comic books. We deliver the mail. (laughs) We deliver the mail. What's mail? Mostly bills. (laughs) But in this time, lots of letters. Mm -hmm. Gossip. Mostly useless nonsense, but it's fun. I'll do it. Oh, you might die. Yeah. And by might, you're I mean, probably like, going to die. Probably gonna die. Yeah. But like, why? Oh, there's this gang of people that hate us. But also the towns we're going to go to. Some of them don't like us either. <laughs> it's ridiculous in the best way possible. Like I said. So either way, they stumble upon this other town when so it's him. And when I say him, I mean the postman, Kevin Costner, and his quote-unquote lady love, Abby. Yeah. And they get to this town where Tom Petty is the mayor. Abby is still not feeling the postman at this point. No, still not. Not at all. And he's all like, hey, I know these three ex-postmen are following me. Let them in, too. Yeah. And so he lets them in. And then that's when, like, he finds out that the eight gang is like, tracked him there. And he's like, fuck. I need, like, Tom Petty's like, all right, man. They're looking for the postman. And he's like, all right. Somebody hands him a hat. Yeah, it's like someone hands him a hat, and he's like, all right, I'm bringing the postman back. Let's start it up again. Bringing Posty back, baby. And Tom Petty's like, you know what? You're pretty famous. You're the famous one. (laughs) You're the famous one. That was fucking great, Tom Petty. I know you can hear me because you're dead. 
then that starts the epic battle of the post office versus the eights. They march down to the fucking battlefield and like the eights lieutenant or whatever is all like one of the lieutenants is all like, yeah, they have an army. It's mostly women and children, but it is an army. I know you see it, and I'm like, there's a lot more men in this army than that guy, than that lieutenant let on. Oh, yeah, for by sure. By saying it's mostly women and children. There are a lot of women and children, but there's also a lot of men in there. Yeah, there's quite a few. And they're, like, getting ready to square off when postman's all like, all right, like, it's pretty much just me versus you, right? And, oh, I guess we missed that the traitor like jumps back to the postman's side he's like all right like this guy's crazy i actually think you guys are the good guys so i'm going back with you yeah well you could tell they kind of painted him as he was questioning from the moment he met kevin costner he was he was kind of questioning like he didn't kill him he didn't kevin costner just walked right into his gun that was pointed at him like the guy was like i look i don't give a fuck and which is dumb because he's got a fucking kid on the way yeah okay so Right before this happened, I was calling for it. I was like, dude, I really hope he just rips off his sleeve and, like, says, I'm an eight. I'm invoking this fucking, like, law and challenging you for the leadership. I was like, that'd be a great way for this to go down. You said that out loud before it even happened. And then when it did, I marked out pretty hard. And and I'm laughing because I kind of knew it was coming because that's one of the things I remember. And fucking, as I'm watching it, though, it happened in the almost exact same sequence. Like, you could probably line up with what you told me to, like, a video clip of that whole thing. And it <laughs> yeah. would line up with, I hope he rips it off and, like, fucking, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, dude, it happened exactly and, and invokes the way the, I wanted. And invokes the seventh rule as he's saying, I invoke the seventh rule. Yeah, it was great. I clapped and fucking shouted. It was... uh it was lively in my living yeah. room for a moment. Yeah, it was a good it was a good moment in the movie. It was a good scene. And but I thought it was super ridiculous. It's awesome cuz like the best part and this is so late 90s early 2000s cinema that to do this, right? Like as soon as he does that, like that should be enough. Like the guy knows now like hey, this is, you know, this is the postman. This is the guy. He goes, but, "Wait. But Costner has do I know to know you." He has to run. He has to takes his horse full speed and runs full speed past all the freaking eight gang to show them his fucking thing. And like, I'm like, and he's like, wait, 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 are are you Shakespeare? Yeah. So you are just now getting this. He he had to give him a Shakespeare quote, even with the fucking brand. The dude wasn't like, oh, it's Shakespeare. He was like, wait, how'd you get that? Yeah, uh, and only uh, I'm we we brand. I know everybody that we brand. Yeah, and then K Dog had to fucking tell it like quote his the other guy's Shakespeare quote back at him, and he's like, "Oh shit, you oh, are Shakespeare, damn son of Shakespeare." You told me you weren't gonna be a fighter. Yeah, and like, well, well, I mean, he wasn't. He was never a fighter. How did he best this? <laughs> he didn't fight in hardly in the whole movie so far. No, yeah, he pretty much only does this one brawl at the end where he kind of somehow comes out on top and then doesn't kill the guy. Yeah, like he's gonna le- le- like let him live, and he's all like, "No, he's like, there's new rules. I'm gonna let people live. Like we're not fighting anymore. We're gonna have peace." 
And then, like, the general gets this gun somehow, and that's when, like, his old lieutenant, the guy that he cut off his tongue and balls, he ends up killing the general. Yes. And then putting his gun down. Yeah. This is a guy that challenged the general at one point and lost. So the general kept him alive, too, but he cut out his tongue and cut off his balls. Yeah. And uh, the movie jumps forward then 30 years to... Yeah. We have, oh, they had a not kid necessarily. As- we we see that Abby's all like, I don't know why I never noticed it, but I actually really do love you. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, she's in love with him. Like, man, I mean, I guess, like, he kind of proved his character by coming back and, and doing the challenge and fighting. Dude, this is a guy who drunkenly just became a postman, <laughs> and now he's fighting this warlord. And he tells her, like, near the end of the movie, he's all like, you know how I became a postman? I found the suit and I was cold and I put it on. Yeah. That's how I became a postman. So, I mean, maybe she fell in love with the fact that he's like, oh, I fucked shit up. I got to fix it. Like, okay, maybe. But, like, it was, dude, it just seemed like out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like, they're in love. There's a love story Because well, she had been the whole movie being like, I love Michael. Yeah. Like, Michael's dead. Be like, I still love him. Yeah, like, I'm not with you. We're going to part ways the first chance we got. And they had, like, 20 chances, by the way. And, and they happened. did part ways. And he just, like, he ends up seeing her again yeah. and keeps running into her. And she's just like, no, yeah, I'm still uh, mourning Michael's dead ghost body. Yeah. And he's like, all right, that's cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm going to not fuck this 15-year-old postman who wants to fuck me because I want to dance with you. And and she's like... Which is a much better she's choice. like, uh, no, I, I still don't want to dance with you, but better not fuck that 15-year-old little girl. Yeah. Like, none of that's sad, but it is heavily important. Yeah, but thank God Ford Lincoln Mercury comes in and dances with... Yeah, 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 and he probably ends up... They're about the same age, yeah. But, yeah, that's when, like... So, right before he's going to kill Lincoln, uh, the general, jumping back, I don't know if we really, like, established this, but this was, like, one of the things I thought was amazing, was we we talked about how they didn't know each other. The postman that they found from California and Lincoln, or Ford Lincoln Mercury. But, like... Right before, like, he's like, fuck it, we're getting uh, murdered here, you know? Like, I'm like, no, I'm going to, like, shake your fucking hand, dude. Like, you're Ford Lincoln Mercury, dude. You're a fucking legend. Yeah. And it's like, damn, he started something. Yeah, he, he started a whole movement. He put in all the groundwork. But then we got jumping ahead to that 30 years mark, and... In 2043, we're like, the world's pretty much gone back to normal yeah, it in looks 30 like it. years. Well, here's the thing. is They said they had a little thing pop up that was St. Rose, Oregon, which is what uh, the postman has been looking for the whole time. Because yeah. he says at one point that it's like a, it's like an oasis. Like, like a sanctuary. Every, a sanctuary. So things might not be back to normal in 2043. But because now we're in this place that's supposed to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is the rest of the world like that or just that they're in St. Rose? I don't know. They didn't clarify that. Yeah, they didn't clarify. But they've got, like, a statue from a scene earlier where Kevin Costner's riding full speed ahead (laughs) of that kid. Told you. Least important scene. It was kind of cool, but we didn't talk about it once in the synopsis of the movie. And, like, and when it was on, I was instantly like, oh, I bet you that's in the trailer. Like, it's just a made-for-trailer. That scene was just made to sell the movie. And now they make a callback. Like, 
three times. Yeah, and then the, the kid, even from that scene, like an adult version of him is there, and he's like, I was that kid. Yeah. It was fucking, oh, it was ridiculous. And uh, it's after a speech given by his daughter, who was named Hope. When, yeah, we were Her talking name. about, I was like, it's like, man, it'd be, you were saying, it's like, so you think his name, uh, his name is son Bill? And I was like, oh, that would be an awesome callback to the beginning of the movie. Tie everything together. And it's like, no, Hope. It's got to be super obvious. Yeah, I was, when, uh, well, it's like, yeah, we already kind of knew he was spreading hope. It was through fucking lies and potential propaganda, but it was hopeful for the citizens. So, like, I understand that message. Spreading hope, naming your sex tape. <laughs> but, uh, name of her sex tape. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how this movie ends. Yeah, that's it. That That's it. The, the postman win. He takes control of the clan, and apparently there was no problems after that forever. No, yeah, they're all like, yeah, it's cool. Postman forever. Yeah. So that brings us to the rating portion of this podcast. We're going to rate this movie on a uh, 50 Randy Quaid's grading scale of 1 to 50. And IMDb rates this movie, The Postman, 30.5 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. Uh, do you want to go first since it's your pick or do you want me to go first? And do you want to finish it off? I'll take it. I already pretty much know what I'm going to say. Um, I really like this movie. I liked it the first time I saw it. Uh, which was years and years and years ago. I was I was still kind of a young kid, honestly. And I liked it, and I haven't seen it since. So this is the first time I've seen it in a really long time. I've always really liked post-apocalyptic movies. I'm sure I said that when we did Mad Max, or I don't I don't remember if we did Turbo Kid or not. We did do Turbo Kid. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of those always. So, like, you know, I was definitely ready to watch this one again. I like Kevin Costner movies. I thought Dances with Wolves was really good. Uh, Waterworld was really good. This plays out. A lot more like Dances with Wolves in terms of the speed of the movie and kind of like dividing it up into different parts of the major character's journey. I would agree with that Um, wholeheartedly. It's pretty much Dances with Wolves in post-apocalyptic northwest. Instead of uh, Native Americans, it's uh, male. Yeah, exactly. And... uh, so it falls right into what I normally like in terms of cinema. Um, I really love the epic late 90s, almost John Williams style orchestral score. Like the music in this was just, it was movie perfect. Like the the music made you feel more than the movie did sometimes, I think. You know, uh, and yeah. I love that. You there's, know? there's some truth to that statement. Yeah, it's just that just that almost cliche, but very well done. And um, there's a lot of terrible jokes and lines that, man, if I remember right, movies just did that back then. There's some badly shot scenes, too. There were some scenes I remember looking at. I'm like, we even mentioned it. He's like walking through the woods at night. I'm like, dude, number one, there's two moons. And I've never seen a moon that bright. Like, how is he getting two different light sources bouncing off his fucking head? I don't, you know, like, it's there's some shit like that. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's a good movie, but it, it's not. I, I really, really love it. I will probably, the only thing keeping me from ever watching it again is the length. I'm sure before I die, I will watch it again. And I will enjoy it just as much as I did tonight. And uh, I am definitely... I give it a 35. I think it was really just a solid movie. I think everyone, if you got three hours to kill, you should probably watch it at least once, especially if you like Kevin Costner or lots of killing or long movies, long movies. Yeah. So long movies 
aren't super out of uh like they're kind of normal now right like the normal length of movie now i'd say is about two hours yeah they're pushing closer and closer to three hours it seems like so i would agree with the majority of what you said this movie was fucking terrible in certain aspects but in such a good way like i really loved this movie it was terrible but great and it has a lot of like the superhero style tropes with like it really does backstory and then like him doing like his quote unquote missions and then like it's almost almost kind of like V for Vendetta like he it, this movie is just insane yeah i i really like the movie i like the story I feel like they could have shaved a good 30 minutes off of this. They could have shaved probably an hour off of it. And, yeah, probably closer to an hour. But, like, conservatively speaking, they could have cut 30 minutes from this movie and it would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been the same movie. If they wanted to cut 30 minutes, they could have just cut that sex scene. But I think I'm actually going to give this a higher rating than you. Wow. I really like this movie. It's really good. I Yeah. I liked the majority of it, if not the entire thing. Like, I knew... I, ju- I I got on board with what this movie was delivering real fast. Yeah. It doesn't move as fast as, like, your standard Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Because, like, those three-hour movies, those, I feel like they, they cook right through. Yeah, like, start to finish, they do. They're pretty good. But this, this was right there. Like, it moved well. We took a small break in the middle but it it was pretty well paced movie i i liked pretty much everything about it um i'm gonna give this movie a 42 out of 50 randy quades i would definitely highly recommend people see this movie especially if you like kevin costner because it's a great kevin costner movie yeah if you like kevin costner i would highly suggest seeing this movie i will most likely see it again like you said the only thing the only hindrance is time it's a long movie yeah especially when you know that they could just cut out i think ultimately i think ultimately i would gladly see it again the most likely scenario of me seeing this movie again and i'm betting probably for you too the most likely scenario is you get on a conversation with somebody and it comes up and they haven't seen it you're like oh dude come over and watch it yeah yeah like that's probably the most likely scenario and you don't mind watching it because it's good and you want to see what whoever you're recommending to thinks about it. Because it's yeah. definitely one of those movies you want to know what people think about it because it there's some bad shit. And it mostly I feel like was not well received, but that's just kind I of think it might have just been. Flop. Yeah, I think it just might have been time that it came out like there was so much big stuff going on then, you know. But uh, I think that we can both agree that you can catch all of our episodes on... Uh, I don't agree with that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, 50randyquades.com. Next time on 50 Randy Quades, episode 135, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Is that a Nick Cage movie? We dive back into hashtag Cage Talk. Oh, shit. With the 56th installment Jesus. of the Nicolas Cage Y'all, franchise. Has JT Money been on every single 56th one of those? Uh, he missed, I believe, the first two episodes Dude, of Cage Talk. Can you imagine what all that Nicolas Cage is doing to your brain? <sighs> I know it's turned him into a full-fledged fan. <laughs> he refuses to call him the one true god. But he is the one true guy, Nicholas Cage. Uh, Everything he touches is gold. 
classics. That's he is sure. the instant. Did classic. you see Rumblefish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like all of his movies. <laughs> the Boy in Blue is fucking trash, and it's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> it's a movie about fucking rowing. All right, get the fuck out of here. I think I saw that in the theaters. But until next time, <laughs> we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace, Peace out. out.